The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today. I am your host, Andrew Hansen, and it is Monday, Monday, February 24th, 2020. We have an eight-game slate that I'll be attacking here this afternoon, and we've got your favorite new show segment returning today, Player Props. So I'll hit those as we go through the show. And before I get started, I want to say thank you to our presenting sponsor, mybookie.ag. If you head over there and make your first deposit with the promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, you can get a 50% match up to $1,000. So any deposit up to $2,000, they'll match that for you for free, halfway, halfway there. So good start there on your return for your investment. Also want to say thank you to our longtime sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Just placed our latest order and looking forward to getting some new coffee with some gold clips delivered here soon. All right, I'm going to jump right into it because uh, I am recording this in the afternoon. Um, be sure to follow the news here as we get heading towards lineup lock on at HoopBallFantasy. So pull that up as you're listening to the show. And you can find me on Twitter at Language Olympic. All right, first, day, first game I'm going to break down is Atlanta traveling to Philly. This is a 7 o'clock start. And one of the biggest pieces of news on the entire slate will impact this game. Tobias Harris is questionable right now. He's a game-time decision here early afternoon. We know that Ben Simmons is out. And with Harris in or out of the lineup, that's going to make a big difference on how I break down this game and potentially the entire slate. Because with Harris out, then not only am I going to look at Embiid and Josh Richardson, but I'm also actually going to take it take a look at Al Horford. I haven't played him in a long time. He hasn't been doing much, but he is 4.5K on DraftKings. And if he's going to be starting and playing 30 minutes against Atlanta, his former team, then I like him to wake up a little bit here and have a nice, nice outing. Embiid, though, is the guy, whether Harris is in or out of the lineup, he, I'm going to be looking at him a lot as one of the pillars of my lineup. He has averaged over 56 fantasy points in the two matchups against Atlanta this season, and he's coming off a dud against Milwaukee. So I think he'll want to rebound strongly here. And then Josh Richardson, he's going to be popular, but he's 4.8. And if you look back at that game against Atlanta, he didn't play in the 127 to 117 game at the end of January. But Shake Milton went off. He went for 27, 5, and 6. And if Shake Milton can go off like that, then I think Josh Richardson can certainly do the same. So he'll be in a lot of my lineups. You can also go uh, for a value play with Corkmaz at 4.0. I don't love how he can be scoring dependent sometimes. And then Shake Milton himself at 3.6. We'll see. If Harris is out, I think there's a chance Shake Milton's in the starting lineup. So stay tuned for that. Over on the Atlanta side, Trey Young went off against the Sixers. He went for 39-6-18, which is pretty surprising because Ben Simmons played in that game, leading the Sixers' fifth-ranked defense in terms of rating. 
But Josh Richardson missed that one. So with him back in the lineup, I am primarily going to fade Trey Young tonight. John Collins is 8.8. He went for 17 and 20 in this last matchup against the Sixers. So I think you could take a look at him. But that is a bit of a high price tag with some of these other bigs on the slate around that 8 to 9K, including Embiid. So certainly I'll prefer Embiid in this game. And one of the guys we'll get to later, Porzingis, is a little bit cheaper than Collins. And I like him a little bit better. All right, let me head on to game number two. It's Milwaukee traveling to the nation's capital to play the Wizards. This one opened as Milwaukee a 12.5 point favorite and the biggest total on the board, 240.5. Now, the Wizards are coming off a back to back. They just played in Chicago. Beal went off, scoring over 50, but he really played his guts out. I, I don't think he's going to have too much left in the tank. So I'm a little bit concerned about the blowout here. Now, this was the monster fantasy game that these matchup. You know, if you look at the last matchup when Milwaukee beat them 151 to 131, it was incredible. That was the game that Giannis missed. So Middleton and Bledsoe went bonkers. Middleton had 76 and a half fantasy points on DraftKings and Bledsoe went for 60. I don't think we'll get to that those same totals with Giannis scheduled to play tonight. But all three of those guys are certainly in play. In terms of tournaments, I do like Middleton the best and then Bledsoe because you're getting those savings. And if they don't play much in the fourth quarter, uh, you're not putting it as much at risk if you play Giannis. And Milwaukee does play again tomorrow at Toronto. So I don't think these guys are going to play heavy minutes if they don't need to. The other big news in this game, though, is that Brooke Lopez has been ruled out. So I'm going to look at his brother, Robin, as a big value play here. He's minimum price on DraftKings. In the two games earlier this season that Brooke Lopez was out, they were consecutive games, not back-to-back nights, but consecutive games. Lopez played 23 minutes in each of those games. One of them was a bit of a dud, but the other one he went for 13, 6, and 4, along with three blocks. That was against Charlotte. Um We do like to target bigs against Charlotte and the Wizards, and the Wizards have that revolving door of bigs right now. So I like Lopez here as a minimum price guy. On the Wizards' side, I mentioned that it was the back-to-back. I don't think they're going to have a lot left in the tank. I'm going to fade Beal primarily with his high price tag. One guy I'm looking at is actually Troy Brown Jr. He was excellent in this matchup earlier. He went for 16-7-5, and and... I think he's a perfect match for this type of game, wide open, um, you know, longer guys on on both sides that I think he'll get a fair share of minutes, and um, I think he could return value. And I I think if you play him with Lopez and maybe one of the other starters from Milwaukee, you can get a slightly different tournament build than a lot of folks who would probably plan on having Beal and or Rui Hachimara involved in that stack. All right, game three is Miami traveling to Cleveland. This is a rematch from Saturday, a game that Miami won easily. Butler did not play in that game. He's not going to play in this one either. So I'm going to go right back to Kendrick Nunn. He has been priced up to 5.6K on DraftKings. But in this matchup on Saturday, he put up 46 fantasy points. 24-2-8, 
Uh, he's one of those guys that really takes advantage with none out. Of course, Hero continues to be out. Now, after none, um, you could look at Goran Dragic coming off the bench. He's a little bit higher on DraftKings than I'd like at 6K. But if none doesn't pop off for a big one, I think Goran Dragic would be next in line to do that. We do love targeting the Cleveland backcourt. Derek Jones Jr. is another guy I'm going to have in a fair share of my tournament lineups. He's at 4.1K at 32.5 fantasy points against Cleveland on Saturday. And then the other guys, you know, if you're if you're building multiple lineups, you could go to Duncan Robinson at 5K or Jay Crowder at 5.1. Over on the Cleveland side, I am not going to mess with any of those power forwards and centers. We've got Kevin Love probable tonight coming back with the Achilles injury. Uh, so I'm going to stay away from that mess. One guy I am looking at is Chetty Osman. He went for 19-7-7 on Saturday. And the thing that goes along with Chetty Osman, although he, he is priced up, I think his minutes are pretty safe in this matchup because it looks to me like Kevin Porter Jr. is in, in the doghouse a little bit. At the end of that game on Saturday, he... Back-to-back possessions, he took quick three-pointers without making any passes and missed them both, shot 0 for 5 for the night, only played 14 minutes. I think he's um, you know, on the outside looking in in terms of the, the you know getting the positive favor out of the coaching staff. So I could play Chetty Osman in, in a couple lineups. That'll do it for the 7 o'clock games for me. I'm ready to move on to the 7.30 tip-off. In Brooklyn, it is Orlando traveling to town. And this over-under is only 212.5. That was what it opened at. It's the lowest total on the board. Brooklyn favored by three. So this is a game that I'm actually going to fade because of that low total um, in terms of the Nets. I'm not going to play any of the Nets against Orlando. They are number eight in defense. A couple of the guys on the Orlando side that I will look at, though, are Vucevic. He's at 9.1, and he was phenomenal against Brooklyn the last time out on the boards. He had 24 rebounds to go along with 11 points and four assists. So uh, double-double waiting to happen there. And then Fultz is 6.1. He had over 40 fantasy points against Brooklyn when they played earlier in January. Uh, again, that final score was only 101 to 89. So just not a high scoring matchup. Uh, so with Fultz, um, he is not a core play for me, but maybe a one-off uh, if you want to pivot from somebody like Bledsoe or Goran Dragic. He's got that price in between those two players. All right, let's move to the 8 o'clock game here. We're halfway through the slate. New York is traveling to Houston, and the Rockets are sitting at home as 14-point favorites over under 228.5. This is the first time these two teams have met this year. On the Houston side, Harden is, is certainly somebody we want to look at. He is at 11K. Uh, New York is 23, ranked 23rd in defense. So I could easily see Harden getting upwards of 60 fantasy points. Westbrook could easily be in that range as well. He's 
But my favorite play on the Rockets tonight is actually going to be Eric Gordon. He's only 3.7K on DraftKings. Just mispriced, in my opinion. He did play 24 minutes in his last game. We've seen him score as many as 50 actual points this year against Houston. And the stat of the day for me is that New York is 29th against three-point shooters. Opposing three-point shooters shoot 38.4% against New York. And we know Gordon can jack up threes with the best of them no matter how many minutes he's playing. So he's going to be probably my number one value play on the slate. All those other guys that we like to look at with Houston are certainly in consideration. Covington's been playing pretty well at 6K. House is at 4.2. He hasn't been getting as many shots lately, so he'd be more of a tournament play for me. P.J. Tucker's pretty solid at his price tag at 3.8. That's about as far as I'll go on the Houston side. Over on New York, we have Peyton uh, expected to come back. He's been dealing with an ankle injury. He's priced a little bit up at 7.6. So in most lineups, I'd probably lean towards Bledsoe over Peyton. Randall is the Nick that I would trust the most. He's at 8.2. I could see him faring pretty well. Uh, we've seen him many times, you know, excel when he gets out in space. You know, he can rebound and push. Um, and he can play up tempo. And Houston, of course, is number two in pace in the NBA. So I think Randall is a solid play. And then R.J. Barrett, I think, is worth a look at 5.2. He gets a lot of shot-ups. Same thing with him. I think he can do well in this game. Transition, a lot of open driving lanes. So uh, you got you to consider him. Everybody else is really hard to figure out on the Knicks. Inconsistent playing time. You guys got you guys like Bullock, Dodson, Harkless is in town now. Portis has had some decent games lately. So I could see you know any of those guys faring all right, but I don't plan to invest in any of them. Bullock, of course, is the other guy at three point eight, who could go off on on any given night. All right, I'm going to move to the eight thirty tip. That one is Minnesota traveling to Dallas. Minnesota coming off a back to back. They just lost in Denver. So tough two night stretch for them with guys continuing to be out like Cat. On the Dallas side, we've got Luca and Porzingis coming back into the game. So it'll be a lot different look than what they had against Atlanta. But let me start on the Timberwolves side. And I want to mention that when these two teams played earlier in the season, the starting lineup for Minnesota included Covington, Wiggins, the Big Cat, and Culver. And none of those four are going to start tonight. The only guy who might start is Okogi, and that really changes the matchup for Luka because Luka struggled against Minnesota. He only put up 37 fantasy points against them. Um, They played in early December. So with a different lineup for Minnesota, I think Luka is more in play. And D'Angelo Russell is back into the mix for Minnesota. So I did a little digging I uh, went back and looked. The last time Luca played against a D'Angelo Russell team was, of course, when Russell was on Golden State earlier this season. 
So a lot of moving pieces in this matchup. In the, in that game, Luca went for 31, 12, and 15. So I, I'm predicting that he'll be a lot closer to that type of output than the 37.8 fantasy points he put up on Minnesota back in December. Porzingis, though, is the guy I like the most for the Mavericks. He's at 8.1K. He's been doing quite well in, in recent games. The only reason he didn't play against Atlanta was due to rest. And he's going against that front court from Minnesota that just had to deal with Jokic last night. So Porzingis is one of my favorite centers on the board. I do like those bigs for Minnesota for tournament plays. Nas Reed uh, has been in the starting lineup. He's 5.8. I, I think he could go off. And then James Johnson coming off the bench at 5K. I also think he's got a great opportunity to pay off value. All right, two games to go. The 9 o'clock tip is Phoenix against Utah. These two teams played in late October, and it was low scoring, 96-95. Over-under is a little bit higher tonight. It's 223.5. Jazz are favored by 8. We've got some big men coming back into the lineup for Phoenix. Sarge is probable. Baines is probable. And Aiton is probable. So for me, um, not this game is not a big target for me. Uh, I'm not going to play any of those bigs for Phoenix against Gobert. The one guy for Phoenix I would look at would be Rubio. He almost went for a triple-double against Utah. He went for 10, 10, and 8, and he's only 6.4K. Booker is 8K, but he didn't fare very well against Utah in their tough defense. Right now they're ranked 11th. So I'd be more likely to play a member of the Jazz Gobert would be my first target. He's 7.9. He went for 46 DraftKings points against Phoenix. Conley has been very consistent all of a sudden. Five straight games, over 32 DraftKings points. Um, and I think he's a solid value in, in your lineup. You could turn to Clarkson. Uh, to get a little bit different, he is priced up a little bit over Conley. He's at 5.7. And then Donovan Mitchell certainly is worth considering at 7.5. I do actually like him a little bit better than Booker with the savings. But speaking of savings, I'm more likely to play Clarkson or Conley uh, just because they're a little bit cheaper. All right, last game of the night before we get into the player props here. And it's in Staples Center, Memphis against the Clippers. Nice, healthy total of 233.5. Clippers favored by 8.5. Big question marks on that side of the ball. Beverly is questionable. Paul George is questionable. And, of course, we have Reggie Jackson in the mix. So if everybody plays, I'm not going to touch those guards. It's going to be split up too much between... Beverly, Jackson, and Lou Williams, for my liking. Similar thing, similar situation with Paul George and Kawhi, Marcus Morris. If they're all playing, I'm not going to go there much. But if Paul George is out, I am look. I am likely to get a couple shares of both Kawhi and Marcus Morris. Kawhi, as, as you may have heard recently, came out and said something publicly that he doesn't usually do pretty strong coming from him to come out and say that the time to win is now he's apparently a little bit frustrated with 
the Clippers' recent results. So he should be extra motivated. And then Marcus Morris, his brother's back in town. Markeith was just signed by the Lakers, so they're not going to be on the same sideline uh, together, but they're in the same building. And I think Marcus will do well if Markeith is sitting courtside. That should give Marcus a boost. We know that they're identical twins, and they have a bond like nobody else in the NBA. But because there's a chance Paul George is playing and Beverly might play, uh, I think the most likely scenario is that in terms of the Clippers, the guy that I'm going to play would be Montrez Harrell. I really like his price tag at 5.4K on DraftKings, and he's averaging over 41 points against Memphis this season in terms of fantasy points. On the Memphis side, the big news here is that Triple J is out. So you got to look at Brandon Clark. He's 5.5. If we can get him around the 30-minute mark, I think there's a real good chance he pays off value. Certainly going to be popular. I don't think I'll go too much deeper than that. Of course, the Clippers are ranked six defensively. But John Morant at 6.8, he's capable of big numbers. You would think he would struggle a little bit against Beverly, but he did do pretty well in one of these matchups. And then Melton is has dipped back under 4K. I think he's worth a look at 3.9. All right, let's get to the player props of the day. And the first one is going to come from that Milwaukee-Washington game. I mentioned it is the highest total on the board. And the guy I'm looking at is Chris Middleton. He is His prop is 21.5 points. And as I mentioned, he had an incredible game against Washington last time. He went for he had 51 points, but there's a huge asterisk next to that, of course, because Giannis did not play. But three out of the last four games, Middleton has had over 21 and a half points. So I think there's a pretty good chance he's he scores over that amount, you know, even if he's only playing three quarters. Prop number two and I'm just going in the order that I wrote them down, is DeAndre Ayton under 18.5 points. He has had a couple games recently where he's been in the high 20s, but those did not involve the stifle tower on the other side of the ball. So I think he'll struggle, and that's prop number two. Prop number three, you probably could have guessed it from my earlier breakdown, Mr. Vucevic had 24 rebounds the last time Orlando played Brooklyn and his prop is 11 and a half. So I'm going over 11 and a half rebounds. He has had nine straight games where he's played at least 33 minutes. So I feel pretty confident about his presence on the court. Number four is going to be pulled from that Milwaukee Wizards game as well. And it involves Giannis, his assist prop is five and a half. And believe it or not, he's eight for his last nine, uh, exceeding that number. So in a, a game with a total over 240, uh, you know, check and make sure he's in the lineup. But if he is, I like that play with Giannis. Number five for me is going to be involving Mr. Nunn. 
and his assist prop is three and a half. When Cleveland and Miami played on Saturday, he went for eight assists, and he also scored 24 that night, as I mentioned earlier. So it's not like he didn't score and he decided to distribute a lot. He just had the ball in his hands so much that he was able to excel with the points and the assists. So I'm not going to predict eight assists again, but I think there's a real strong chance he'll be over three and a half with Butler and Hero out of the lineup. And one bonus prop, something I don't normally play, but looking at Vucevic and that rebounding prowess, and we we certainly like to attack the Brooklyn Bigs, his double-double prop is minus 305. So I'm going to play the yes on that. He's had three out of his last four games have been double-doubles, and now he gets to play against Brooklyn. So that's it. That is the rundown of my favorite props and my breakdown of of my favorite plays on DraftKings tonight. Uh, I want to mention that we'll have uh, a new show tomorrow, which should involve Mr. Apatria. And you can preview his expertise. If you want to find him on Twitter, he's at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Our man Miles Hartley will be on the show this week for sure. You can find him on Twitter at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. And I'd like to give another shout-out to our sponsors before I make one more general point about the slate. Our presenting sponsor, of course, MyBookie.ag. So please use the promo code T-O-D-A-Y when you go over there and make your first deposit. And they'll match that first deposit up to $1,000. 50% of that first deposit, that is. And then another thank you to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. I had uh, I had the gold clips out this afternoon. Um, they're all over the house. And uh, it's a nice little accessory to go along with that delicious coffee. You can find them on Amazon, by the way. That's the easiest way that I've found to get that coffee delivered to you as quickly as possible. Final point about the slate is on DraftKings, I think the big challenge is going to be picking which centers you want to play. And my five favorite centers on this slate, given their price tags, uh, the guys that are only eligible for the center position on DraftKings, going down the list, we've got Embiid at 9.5, Vucevic at 9.1, Porzingis at 8.1, Montrez Harrell 5.4, and Robin Lopez 3.0. I am I will probably have two out of those five in every single one of my lineups. I think that's that could be the difference maker is figuring out which two of those to play. So uh, certainly play around with that. If you're going to play multiple lineups, uh, build build a couple lineups with with that in mind, mixing and matching two out of those five. All right, that'll do it for the Monday slate. Thank you so much for joining us here on Hoopball. DFS today and be sure to tune in every day the rest of the week for Mike Apatria and Miles Hartley I am Andrew Hansen thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you tomorrow This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.